This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council On Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC On Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Good evening everyone and welcome to the DMEC Youth Radio Show. My name's Abby. And I'm Max. And we're back again with our youth podcast where we talk about different health issues from a student's perspective. So I'm a third year dentistry student. And I'm a third year medical student. And on our podcast we just like to come on and talk about different topical health issues, how they affect our communities in New Zealand and just generally put things into layman's terms and help educate people and try and bring some more understanding to different health issues. And we've got a pretty topical one today. We've talked about this a couple times in the past. You guessed it, it's COVID. Um, but we're, we're doing something a little bit different this time. Rather than talking about the illness COVID itself, we're talking about how COVID spreads between people, which is obviously very relevant with Omicron going around at the moment um yeah so hopefully today you can understand a bit better how COVID spreads and use this in your day-to-day life to help protect yourself and understand how to not get COVID basically yeah I think that it's really important right now to know how transmission works how COVID goes from person A to person B because you probably know a friend or a loved one or someone in your household who has COVID or is at risk of getting COVID and you really want to protect yourself and protect the people around you. So hopefully some of these tips and tricks we can teach you today, you can use in your everyday life and you can keep you and your loved ones a bit safer. Yeah, and to start off with, we just want to make it very clear to everyone that when you have symptoms of COVID and you have COVID, you can spread COVID to other people but you can also spread COVID before you even get symptoms. So this is a big one. This isn't just for those people out there who have COVID. This is for everyone. You might have COVID and don't know it. Yeah, and there's a large group of people who get the COVID virus but don't experience any symptoms at all. These are the asymptomatic people, the people who have the virus but don't show any symptoms. So even if you don't show any symptoms at all, you can still be positive and you still can spread it. And what makes this even more important to understand is that you're actually the most infectious before you develop symptoms. So that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty scary. Okay, so let's, ha- so let's get straight into it. How is COVID spread? So there's three modes of transmission. So there's the long range airborne transmission there's the droplet transmission, and then there's touching mucous membranes with contaminated hands. So there's three main ways, two of them through the air, and one of them by touching a piece of your mucus, like your eyes, mouth, with some sort of contaminated hands or something like that. Yeah, and we'll go into each of them individually, and we'll relate them to the COVID guidelines we have, and hopefully that'll help you understand why we do the things we do. 
Yeah, so when I talk about uh, a long-range aerosol or airborne transmission, what I'm talking about is when we're, uh, through our nose or mouth, uh, spitting out these really tiny little respiratory droplets. They are less than 5 microns in diameter, and they are called droplet nuclei. Uh, if we have larger droplets between like 5 and 10 microns in diameter, those are called respiratory droplets, and they are our second mode of transmission, and we'll talk about those later. But what we're talking about now are these really small, less than 5 microns in diameter droplet nuclei that can stay in the air for a long time and spread far. Yeah, it's basically like that person you have at work or at school, there's always one who just constantly puts little droplets of spit out while they're speaking and it's really gross and it always catches your eye well actually we all do this all the time every time anything comes out of your mouth there's little little things of those that hang around in the air it's really disgusting and when you're talking to someone you're breathing in their little droplets so think about that next time you're having a conversation (laughs) yeah that is just a lovely thought to have in your mind isn't it (laughs) Cool. So when we talk about um, you know exchanging some sort of some sort of respiratory infection like the cold or flu or COVID, this is usually mostly between people at sort of conversational distance. We're talking like one two meters apart. Uh, these small droplets, nuclei, will come from their nose or mouth when you breathe or speak or sing or or something like that, and that's how they mostly spread. So you. Uh, will exhale in the air, the droplet nuclei will will hold the virus suspended in the air, and the person that you're speaking with will then breathe in, bringing in the virus and getting sick themselves. And there's obviously different risk levels um, with this. It's not every time you have a conversation, you're guaranteed to get COVID. That's not the case. The risk increases the longer you speak to someone. So there's more droplets going into the air the longer the conversation is and you're more likely to breathe them in and more likely to get COVID. Um, And also actually the size of the room and the ventilation play a huge role as well because when you're in a small poorly ventilated room then the number of droplets in the air is just increasing and the concentration goes up and you're breathing in more and more Whereas if you're in a well-ventilated room or a really big room, they kind of diffuse away and you're less likely to breathe them in. And the greatest risk is within about three to six feet of a COVID-positive person. Um, That's when you're most likely to breathe in these droplets, but they can actually travel further than one meter, which is why we have that two-meter social distancing rule. I think people kind of thought, oh, this is a bit much when we first started doing it like two meters that's really far but when you look at the science behind it you can see it's really important because even two meters away you can still get other people's spit in your mouth apparently <laughs> yeah and for those really really tiny nuclei that are the smallest that they can go they can actually dry in the air really fast and so the virus can just sort of be suspended in the air for, for, you know, minutes to hours. So someone could have had COVID in a small room with no ventilation, just breathing out, speaking out loud, really filling up the air with, or with virus particles. Then they could leave the room, you enter in half an hour later, and you, and you could still get it. So we've got a lot of things we're talking about later about 
ventilation and different ways to keep yourself safe. But this is just to outline how if you don't have any of these protective mechanisms in place, it can be really easy to spread the virus even if you think that you might be safe. Yeah, so basically, in summary, COVID is insane and it can literally just chill in the air for like an hour after someone who has COVID leaves. Like, what is the world we're living in? (laughs) Yeah, it's a bit scary. Okay, so that's been our sort of long-distance aerosol transmission or airborne transmission. Let's move on to method two. So here we're talking about droplet transmission. So these are when we, you know, speak or... Uh, sing or breathe we 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 bring out these particles and they can be small for our long range transmission or a bit larger for our droplet transmission and these uh tend to fall to the ground a lot faster than our airborne transmission particles they don't stay around for as long but if you breathe or cough or speak quite closely to another person uh, these infectious particles can come into direct contact with, you know, the eyes, the nose, the mouth. And as these are all mucous membranes, they are the fast track for viruses to go from the outside world into your body and infect you really quickly. Yeah, so the same kind of rules of distance and time talking to someone goes for this mode of transmission as well because if you're closer you're more likely to get one of these droplets on you Um, the longer you talk to them the more you'll be exposed to them etc but the difference here is you have to be a bit closer because these droplets are larger so they kind of fall out of the air and settle on surfaces or on you (laughs) so yeah that's the difference here yeah okay so that is our droplet transmission So let's move on to our third mode of transmission. So this is our touching mucous membranes with contaminated hands, and it's sort of just how it sounds. Uh, People can, you know, can become infected when they touch their eyes, nose, or mouth after touching a surface or object that has been contaminated by the virus. And just a little bit of medical terminology. When we call uh, an object that's been infected with a bacteria or virus that we can touch and then infect ourselves that's called a fomite so when we touch a fomite with our hands and then touch our nose mouth or eyes that can infect us so we really want to be sanitizing frequently used objects like doorknobs or handles quite often because those are really common fomites to to move the virus from one person to another And it's really important to just generally not be touching your eyes, nose and mouth because if you do have COVID, this is like the number one place where you're going to get it onto your hands. If you've got COVID, if you touch your nose, then you're going to have COVID on your hands. And if you touch your mouth, you're going to have COVID on your hands. So it's really good practice when you're out in the world, um, just don't touch your face. And if you do make sure you gel your hands or wash your hands afterwards. Cool. Okay, so that is our three modes of transmission. We've got our long distance with our airborne transmission. We've got our short distance with our droplet transmission. And then we have our sort of immediate distance with fermites and objects with our uh, our contaminated hands touching our, our mucous membranes, like our nose, eyes, and mouth. 
So that's how the virus moves. But that may sort of be making you think, okay, so the virus is really good at living inside our bodies, but how does it actually live and spread outside our bodies? Like surely it's adapted really well to live inside humans and different animals, but how can it live exposed to the open air? So this is actually a pretty big topic, but suffice to say, it doesn't do entirely well over a long period of time. And the longer that it is outside the body, the more that there's a loss in viral viability and infectiousness. So this is due to many different factors like temperature, humidity, and ultraviolet radiation. So, you know, sunlight. And all these factors can lead to either killing off the virus faster or just making it worse at infecting you. So the longer that it's in the air, in sunlight, or in unfavorable conditions, the less likely it'll be to infect you. Yeah, it's kind of like at the beach when cockles get exposed to the conditions when the tide goes out. They can survive for a while, but over time they kind of get dried up and the sun heats them up and they don't do very well. Some of them might survive, some of them will die. Um, that's basically what happens with COVID. It loves to be inside our body and it can survive outside the body, but not for very long because the, the resources that it needs aren't there. Yeah, exactly. So if we want to uh, sort of tie all of this together and have a look at what these risk factors are when we bring together all these different modes of transportation and transmission and how they can survive outside the body but only for a limited period of time we get a list of three sort of main risk factors for spreading the virus in the air so these are enclosed spaces with inadequate ventilation or sort of air filtration in which the concentration of these droplets especially these these very very fine ones can build up and then infect you even once a person has moved away. Uh, the second big risk factor is the increased exhalation of respiratory fluids if the infectious person is engaged in physical exertion or raises their voice. So this is in events like exercising, shouting or singing when they are not only expelling the normal amount of respiratory droplets but even more than normal because they're trying to exert a lot more force out of their throat. And the third big risk factor is prolonged exposure to these conditions. So typically more than like 15 minutes is a number uh, thrown around a lot. So if you're in the room with an infectious person for more than 15 minutes, there's quite a big risk of transmission there. So now we understand a lot more about how COVID transmits um, and why these things are important. We can use that to come up with some different methods of preventing this from happening. So preventing inhaling the virus, um, preventing even depositing the virus on surfaces in the first place, and preventing the virus from getting onto our mucous membranes. So the first one, and a pretty big one, is physical distancing. So we talked about that before, why that's important, because the further away you are the less likely you are to breathe in those um, gross little spit droplets from someone else's lungs so you're less likely to get COVID. And not only is this really effective 
but it's also really easy to do. You don't need any sort of equipment or to prepare anything, and it's not particularly hard to maintain. So if you're out and about in town or around guests or, or visitors who you don't know uh, if, if they're infectious or not, it's always a good idea just to maintain that two or three meter social distancing just to be on the safe side. And the second really common way to prevent transmission is the widespread use of well-fitting face masks. Yeah, and the key there is that they are well-fitting. There's a lot of um, cloth masks and things like that, which actually have a lot of holes like around the side of your nose. You can't really adapt it to your face properly. So these are still you know letting a lot of droplets out but if you have a mask like maybe an N95 or um, a proper surgical mask this is a lot better at protecting you because it's got the wire along the top which you press down um, and it stops those holes along um, beside your nose and another big thing as well is I see a lot of people twisting the mask Um, loops that go over your ears which basically creates huge gaps in the side of their masks sometimes you can see their mouth from the side and basically this is making the mask a lot less effective so if you can avoid doing that then please do if the mask is too loose the best thing you can do is tie a little knot right at the end of the loop to make it tighter or you can staple it or things like that. Just try to avoid twisting them or tying knots right close to the fabric because it's going to, like, sometimes you may as well just not wear a mask. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that maybe shouldn't need to be said, but you see quite a lot, is people who wear masks, but they only cover the mouth or they only cover the nose and they don't quite wear it properly. The way that you properly wear a mask is that it should go over your chin and over your nose so that both your nose and mouth are covered, or else there's not really much point of wearing it in the first place. Yeah, and another, just carrying on with the mask bandwagon, mask etiquette, is once you're wearing your mask, you should not touch it. And I know this is really hard because some of them... They don't fit properly and you speak and then it, you know, it shifts around. But it's basically like when you touch a surface with COVID and then you touch your mouth, you know, that's a big risk factor. It's the same thing with touching your mask. Your mask is going on your face. So if you're touching your mask with your dirty hands, then it's likely that, you know, the COVID is going to spread onto your face, onto your mucous membrane. So once you've put your mask on, don't touch it. This is what we're actually taught in dentistry because obviously we wear face masks all the time regardless of you know before COVID was a thing we always wear face masks and once you've got it on you do not touch it and if you do touch it you have to change your mask because it's classed as soiled so yeah just bear that in mind if you can please do not touch your face mask once you're wearing it. Cool okay so that's been physical distancing and the widespread use of well-fitting masks There are a couple more quite common sense ways to prevent transmission. We're talking about, you know, avoiding crowded indoor spaces. This is things like supermarkets during peak times, malls, really busy sidewalks. Parties, that's a big one. (laughs) Yeah, we're students right now, so 
parties have been a really good way of moving COVID around in the student population. Don't worry, we don't do that, though. It's definitely quite hard to overstate, though, that you really don't want to be going to really large gatherings to see lots of different people who you don't know if they're infected or vaccinated or anything like that. So if possible, try to avoid it. And if you can't avoid it, try to put other sort of safety measures in place. Uh, Another one is managing your potential exposure durations. So this is things like, okay, you have to go to the supermarket, but maybe try to make it quick. Maybe go during non-peak hours. Uh, If you're going to be exposed, try not to expose yourself for too long. Uh, Another one is washing hands with soap and water often. And at least for 20 seconds, so I'm not talking about just putting on a little bit of soap, washing off that soap and then leaving, there is a technique and a way to go about it. Yeah, and if you're interested, you can have a Google online. There's a lot of really um, available resources on how to wash your hands. I think you'll find you're probably not doing it right and you're probably not cleaning your hands properly, so I recommend that. Um, one thing I was told was to sing happy birthday twice and that's the amount of time you should be washing your hands for so you could give that a go next time and I think you'll think oh wow this is actually a really long time I don't think I've ever cleaned my hands for this long so yeah you might be surprised. Yeah it was quite a surprise to me in my very first clinical skills tutorial in medicine we had a whole tutorial on how to wash your hands and when to wash your hands And I was quite surprised that that was such a huge issue and so many people would do it wrong. And then now in my third year, our first tutorial back from the holidays was again how to wash your hands. So they're really trying to reinforce that a lot of people do do it wrong and it's really important to get it right. Okay, so we talked about washing hands. Another really important one is practicing good respiratory hygiene. So these are things like if you're going to cough, try to turn away and do it into your elbow so you're not coughing out into your environment where you can spread those respiratory droplets all over the place. Respiratory hygiene kind of sounds like cleaning your lungs or something, doesn't it? But that's not what it means, so don't try that. No, (laughs) that's probably unadvisable. (laughs) Please brush your lungs twice a day to avoid COVID. (laughs) Yeah, so if you're going to be coughing... Try to do it, you know, in a hygienic way. If you're going to be sneezing, try to make sure that you do it into a, into a handkerchief or into a tissue and, you know, turn away and try to minimize any droplets that go flying out. Just try to be sensible with that. Yeah, and then again, avoid touching your eyes, nose or mouth with unwashed hands or even with washed hands because then they'll be, you know, dirty and coveted up if you do have covid Um, And then another one, kind of obvious, clean, frequently used surfaces. So door handles, um, your phone, that is, your phone is a cesspit. So clean your phone if you think you might have COVID. And also I feel like another one is the top of hand sanitizers. I always go back on, back and forth on this because the top of it is dirty, right? Because you touch it with your dirty hands, but then you sanitize your hands. So then they're clean. So, is that a good way to get COVID? I don't know. Who could say? (laughs) Okay, so we've gone through a lot of really common, really intuitive ways to prevent transmission. And you're probably thinking to yourself, 
okay, I sort of already knew all of that, so why am I bothering to listen? Well, here's a bit of a more exciting one. Something, exciting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, one that I hadn't really thought about until researching this. And this is how important adequate ventilation is. Isn't that such a letdown after that build-up? <laughs> <laughs> adequate ventilation, yep. Yeah, so ventilation, you don't really think about it, but this is a huge way to decrease your likelihood of getting COVID if you suspect that there might be someone infectious around you. So there are several different ways to increase your ventilation at home. So one really important principle is trying to bring as much fresh air into your home as possible. So this involves things like opening doors and windows as much as you can to let out any virus particles from inside and bring in fresh outdoor air. Uh, if you don't want to do that, like you have small children or are worried about triggering asthma if you have it, uh, maybe consider other approaches such as air filtration or using your bathroom or kitchen fans. Uh, these can bring air from inside to outside if you if you suspect that your inside air may be contaminated. There are heaps of air filtration units that you can buy. Uh, for example, your portable high-efficiency particulate air cleaner. These can be placed in a room and they can filter the air of any viruses. Or if you have an air conditioning system that has filters in it, those can do a pretty decent job as well. Yeah, so basically just think of it everything you would do if someone came into your house and just started smoking except um, the person has COVID and it doesn't smell as bad so you'd open all the windows and just try and get all that fresh air in so it's the same principle and that about wraps up our podcast today so I hope you guys enjoyed um, I hope you learned something especially about the wonders of air ventilation as Max has taught you. Exactly. So everyone, please stay safe. Hopefully you can use some of our tips and tricks. And we're looking forward to coming back next month with another podcast. Yeah, so we'll be back on the 26th of April. Um, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council on Air comes to you 6pm Tuesdays here on OR 105.4 FM and 1575 AM. Join Lux, Valerie and their special guests to hear the latest from the Dunedin Multi-Ethnic Council and celebrate unity through diversity. DMEC on Air, 6pm Tuesdays with podcasts available anytime from oar.org.nz, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.